0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Bates. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight.
1: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA-zing, and that is an amazing pun.
0: Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? MMA-zing.
1: Radio.
2: Welcome to It's an Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me as always, DJ Mark. So, Also joining us this week, a man who just got a promotion about 14 seconds ago when I just decided. Our oh, new hey. Eagle FC correspondent. Oh, congratulations. Lavender Goons.
0: Cool. That's all I know about Eagle FC. I know that eagles go, "Caw!" Okay, I <laughs> did somewhat
2: after. I mean, do they? you so got that part down. You, you grew up in New York, man. How many Eagles you run into?
0: Um, I don't know. I've never been to any Giants games, so I guess none. There we go. Um, Folks, we got a uh, – Ooh, we got, I met Donovan McNabb once, so one. One Eagle. I met one Eagle. Was that when my brother yelled at him? Uh, yeah, that was the the same night when he tried uh, having one of his goons uh, have Jessica Katerina um, come to his table.
2: That's right, Mike, just calling out names that no one's going to recognize, but Donald McNabb tried to smash about 10 years ago, folks, one of our classmates. All right, folks, uh, this, is, this week's fight card is uh, under the, uh, well, we just got to put something on TV, uh, you know, category of UFC fight gotta cards. Got to hit that quota. Got to hit that quota. We're just putting on some fights. Um, As they say on the co-main event podcast, uh, this is the uh, JSF era, the Just Some Fights era of MMA, and this card is a good example of that. Um, We got a noted crazy person, or at least the man portraying a crazy person, Sean Strickland, taking on um, Dancing Jack Hermanson, who none of us have ever seen dance, but here we are. Um, In the main event of this middleweight title fight, a middleweight fight in, uh, I'm going to assume the Apex. All these are at the apex these days. Uh, when they talk about how they want, they have to leave the apex mark. I keep, I just keep thinking, no one's going to buy tickets to these cards. Like these are garbage. These are hard really garbage. expensive. No, I mean right? they, what they say they say that we they, Dana says he wants to get out of the apex with these fight nights, and I'm like, you can't. Oh, I see what you're saying. This is with this. No.
1: Yeah, I mean you can comp them, right? <laughs> There's a lot of gamblers on the tables, just looking to stay in town for a little bit longer. I, don't I know. gotta, I gotta assume that
0: getting any type of ticket sales has to be better than just nothing from the apex but then again they do sell tickets to the apex though they do yeah see mike's
2: confused because when we were in vegas in may i i called to try to see if someone pick up the phone because we wanted to go in may um but this was that that was just not happening there was no (laughs) they weren't letting it it happen back then it can't be that many people though it's got to be like no mark and i looked at the ticks it was how much was it it was a few hundred bucks minimum right
1: yeah, I thought I thought it was close to a thousand. Because I mean, you're getting like third row. I'd love to worse. go. Honestly,
2: like I don't care how bad it is. That that's how this would be something I'd actually love to go to. That actually be kind it'd of cool be, to me.
1: It'd be a very intimate mm-hmm. event. I think it'd be unique. But yeah, you're not going there for like you know the quality of the, uh, you know, the talent that you're seeing there necessarily. Not even that they're bad. Just that the name value is not there. And you can look at this card. It's a great example of that.
2: Yeah, the second most popular name I see on this main card is Sam Alvey. Shout out to ding, Sam, ding. man.
1: That's what, I agree. I didn't know if you were gonna pull out some obscure guy here who's well like I said main card 0, because
2: but... I didn't know if someone's gonna say, like, well, Alexis Davis is on the undercard, and I'd be like, Well, I still think Sam Alvey's more popular, but I, I, I was whatever. surprised
1: to see her on the card. I kind of thought she retired. Right? Alexis she had... Davis fought for a title.
2: Yeah, she had a she kid. I think saw. she I think it's like her second or third fight back since having a kid.
1: Um
0: Okay.
2: Hakeem Dawadu, not bad either on that undercard. Yeah, this card's terrible.
0: Wait, is this is this the same Njakoani that I'm thinking about? Is there an Nja on this card? Yeah, Chidi Nja on the prelims. That's uh his that's the younger
2: brother of Anthony Njakawani. We okay. saw Anthony fight before. I've seen Chidi fight a lot on like when back when I when when there wasn't so many MMA fights, I'd watch him on like HD Net or Access TV. Um real veteran of the LFA scene right there. He's a good kickboxer like his brother, but you know, we'll see. Um Alright, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Um and that's really fucking it with MMA, to be honest. I mean, we can talk about how Dana White called us all idiots, Mark. We're all so dumb for assuming not, anything was not, up. There you go. Not
0: all of us are idiots. Just select people.
2: All of us. All of us were saying the same thing. Like, look at this big bald coward not out here putting the belt on the champion. Okay, maybe he has something to do. Well, is he not at the press press conference? It's an hour later. He's still busy, huh? Like, he just. And God forbid yeah, us, right. given what has happened in the last, like, year with this guy as his champion, for us to think, like, something was up, huh? Like,
1: God forbid. Yeah, just the, the, the onus to put it on the, the fan base to be like, no, you're foolish for connecting these dots. You know, obviously, you know, it's like, well, come on. The, the whole narrative going into this fight was that you and Francis have some kind of beef that, you know, you not you don't, you know, put as much value into him as, as, as he thinks he deserves. And then, you know, he wins the fight and you're nowhere to be seen, you know, who logically wouldn't put well, those uh, dots? Can, he can, really, uh,
2: he was really giving Francis, you know, a lot of respect in this inner in, This came from a fan it. questions thing where he's like, oh, his strategy was brilliant, yada, 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 and I'm just, you know, it seemed like his answer was just for Francis. Like, I hope Francis is watching this fan Q&A that knows that I, when I give him a lot of respect, you know, some shit like that. But, so what happens when the heavyweight champion currently holds all the cards, or or all the cards, I guess, you could hold in a world where you could just be cut and they take your belt and we never see you ever again, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, the cards uh, are always look, in UFC's I, I,
2: favor. I, I, You know what? I was thinking about this. You know, they they put fucking, what's it called, on ESPN Pay-Per-View? Top rank, right? Is that the Pay-Per-View one that's on ESPN Plus? Mm, They're both I mean, on maybe. ESPN. Sure. What? There's an ESPN Pay-Per-View. Isn't Fury fighting for... Whatever Fury fights on, doesn't Fury fight on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View, or am I imagining this?
0: I
1: believe you're right.
2: What? Who's gonna? What are we doing here?
1: Well, what, let's just do it.
2: What, what, what's the answer? Yeah, like
1: you're still going to be making money either way, right? Well, you know what? Because you know what down. happens?
2: He's gonna. We're gonna hear something in like like that. Oh, Francis and Ganu signed with Bellator, right? And everybody's gonna be like, "Fucking Bellator, why?" And then everybody's gonna piece together that oh, Bellator's on Showtime, and Showtime loves them some boxing, and we're gonna have Francis boxing over there, but. Anyway,
1: I feel something we, you, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it and I, it would, I, granted, it would be weird if Francis went to um, Bellator, but something that I think we were going to touch on and something that we don't really give Bellator a ton of credit because I don't think they're necessarily, th- this opportunity presents itself to all their fighters, but on Eagle FC, Karatanov is a Bellator fighter. Bellator lets guys do is he other, under, stuff. Is he under contract? Yes. And okay. Scott Coker talked about it um, because after Bell, I mean. Bader, you know, retained his title as a little note. Ben Henderson won his match over in Bellator. But after in the press conference, they asked him about, oh, what do you think about Eagle FC? He talked about his close ties to Habib and Javier because, you know, AKA and. Uh, he used to be, a, used to be like close. a feeder
2: system. Scott's good at that, yeah. man. They get, like, they get like a gym to feed him. Like, right. People ask why um, Connor's gym stopped feeding UFC. He's been feeding Bellator, all their young guys coming out of uh, yeah.
1: SBG. But yeah go ahead so i mean when he talked about the event you know he, he talked about their ties and he also talked about how you know they lent um sergey over to eagle fc because i can't remember who sprung was supposed to fight but i can't, i don't recall who it was but he got hurt so they, they needed someone and and bellator has pushed their champions uh i can't even remember who the guy was but there was it 125 champion fought horiguchi over in ryzen so i mean it's not like an open thing i think it, it was a guy be... that just beat horiguchi wasn't it um I honestly don't remember who it was, which yeah. is on me, but I, it's just one of the things, you know, when Francis talked about the things that he didn't like in his UFC contract, it was that he's essentially, you know, a um, independent contractor with no freedom and, you know, Bellator, I believe their fighters are also independent contractors. I don't think they're a part of the oh, company yeah. necessarily, but I, it does seem from time to time, they do let their athletes cross promote with other, I mean. And, and that's easy to say for Bellator. They're the smaller dogs. That's thing you um, have to stuff. do.
2: Like, yeah, one of the things you have to do to, you know.
1: Yeah, but it's an, it, it could be an appealing factor, you know, if Francis is on the open market and he's talking to PFL or Bellator and they're like, you know what? We can't quite pay you maybe as much as the UFC can throw at you, but we're going to let you do that Tyson Fury fight. Because we'll do it a showtime thing, like you said, Bob, or we'll you know we'll we'll let you in PFL and we'll let you do your boxing stuff too. These are avenues that these other organizations might be able to entice talent. You know, especially if they if you know Bellator or PFL does get Francis, and it becomes a a talking point It's like I took this contract because I have a lot more freedom. I can do a lot more stuff under this contract. You know, and you know maybe he says he's not getting paid as much as the UFC was going to pay him. But he has the freedom to, you know, monetize himself outside of that. So, you know, we'll see. Well, t- time will tell. But that is one thing that. Hey, you when said Coker we, mentioned it. you said
2: Eagle FC. I, I, by the way, I was working. I just realized I was working under the assumption that our main event for Eagle FC was going to be Kevin Lee and Diego Sanchez. That's upcoming. I, I, I thought that was like the the kickoff. Like we're going to kick it off with Diego Sanchez getting baptized, and just we're not we're not doing that till March apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, um since we mentioned it, um Trebib's probably we don't know if it's backed by Warlord money, whatever. Trebib is backed by some sort of money promotion, Eagle FC. Um Eagle FC forty four took place in Miami. What up ab- what what's the first forty three events?
1: Ruskies. Okay. Ruski events. <laughs> um
2: Sergei Haretanov, too big, too experienced for Tyron Spawn. But I like Tyron Spong. You know, he's back in MMA. You know, we haven't seen him do any sport where you're allowed to kick anybody since his leg snapped like a twig um, in that fight with uh, Gokun Saki. Rashad Evans got a unanimous decision victory. Ray Borg. Ray Borg and Cody Gibson threw down. It was apparently a bit of a crackerjack right there. Cody Gibson. Cody Gibson sighting. Holy shit. Um, Doomsday Howard took a loss uh, against uh, Ramazan Kuramagomedov. Um, Anthony Anjakawani, whose brother fights this weekend in the UFC took a loss um, so yeah I mean a lot of these matchups are random not really random but like Russian fighter versus more well known American fighter but you know got a lot of attention on a weekend where there wasn't really anything else going on fight wise at least on a Saturday Bellator runs on
1: Fridays or Thursdays. it might have been Friday Fridays, yeah probably definitely definitely wasn't Thursday, but yeah, and, and, and Bader had a <laughs> – I saw the highlights of this oh, fight. Was Saturday the 29th? Yes. Oh, it ran yeah. Saturday.
2: It ran Saturday then.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I saw the highlights, and it was really just Bader clocked him early in the first round, got a knockdown. Very good. And it was actually – he landed three good right-hands. It was an overhand right and then two follow-up straights going forward that landed clean. Actually looked really nice. Um, his opponent was then in that same round able to take him down. And then the highlights jumped to round four. So I'm guessing rounds two and three didn't need to talk about. Yeah. Round four, the other guy, I think, no, round four, Bader got a takedown. I was like, okay, he gets that round. And then round five was a highlight of the other guy taking Bader down. So I was like, okay, not a ton happened in this fight. Uh, but Bader was able to retain his heavyweight championship. And that's got to give him a little bit of an ego. Yeah, boost and, having, uh, you having know, lost in that tournament. So. He's
2: going to fight Czech Congo in France. Yeah. Um the rematch yeah it was terrible yeah, was it a draw it was, was that a terrible weird congo said, said he got eye poked right yeah okay. i did like the the number one comment i read the most popular comment in response to this fight was oh france is gonna ban mma again given so that <laughs> so really tells you what we're doing there i guess i'm happy we're not booking fedor versus ryan bader but if this was the other option i guess they could have just booked fedor versus ryan bader i'll be honest
0: is this is this the first um I guess quote unquote major MMA promotion to come to France? I think so. I think this is Oof, the first damn this is what you get? Mm. I mean props for getting there, you know. And I'm just saying it's like I don't care that Czech Congo is a Frenchman. No, 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 no. If I if I'm, you know, Pierre in France, I'm like, no, give me give me two non-Frenchmen. Don't give me Czech Congo.
1: Mike just leaning into quality. It. Pierre. Jesus. Man, I mean, I think I think they're pretty nationalistic over there. I'm sure they're going to love having a <laughs> no, nice no, no, no. no. French... They're nationalistic for their winners, okay? I, no, I explained explain this
2: last week. I explained it as, yeah.
0: <laughs> as, as as Inganu pointed out last week. Uh, when he was fighting the real Frenchman, he was just a Cameroonian. Yeah. He was a Cameroonian mm-hmm. bum. And as soon as he won, the newspaper articles are French Cameroonian. Uh. <laughs> um, Benson Henderson uh, took a split decision victory. Last
2: fight on his Bellator deal. Was talking afterwards whether he wants to keep doing this or not. Maybe he goes to Eagle FC. Maybe, you know, Bendo can do whatever he wants. You want to hang out and keep taking up your split decisions here or there, Bendo? Go for it. You wanna go home, go for it. I don't think Bendo takes a lot of damage in his fights either, to be honest, the way he fights.
1: So um Yeah, it's been a little bit of a rocky road on Bellator, so we'll we'll see what his next mean, move is is. I mean he may not get as but... big
2: of a check. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um fight news, I don't I mean I don't think anything's really going on yet, to be honest. Are we really you know, let's just fucking pick this fight. Let's just move on with our day. I don't even care anymore this week, guys. There's no MMA news. Okay, no, 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 be- We're going to – What?
1: You, the diss track. We're not going to talk about oh, it. Oh, I not apologize. News? The biggest <laughs> okay, news of the week. Yeah. Jake Paul,
2: who was on the MMA Hour today saying that he wants to spark a revolution and a coup with MMA <laughs> fighters, <laughs> which right. I'm like, if he's not even – if he's being disingenuous, I don't care. I've decided I don't care anymore. Like, it's worth it for how much he's bothering the UFC. I'm amazed he knows the word coup d'etat. I mean, I think look, you learned it last was, January 6th. Today, the Arizona Athletic Commission decided to be like a bunch of other of these commissions that are caving to promoters where they're not going to release pay at the end of events. That's a thing that's going on now. Promoters are lobbying them not to release the pay of, of, of fighters um, at the end of events. We got that shit going on. We got the UFC nickel and diming, motherfuckers. If this annoying YouTube kid wants to bother Dana White... And you know Dana White's... Big fucking head turned almost purple. Watching this video. Okay. Um, so. Is the name of the song Fuck Dana? Fuck Dana White? Or is that just a chorus? I don't know. I only watched it once. Okay.
1: Can't say I watched it. its So. Entirety.
2: I watched the whole thing. Okay. Um, first off. Cyborg being the. Uh, they have a skit at the beginning. Where their fake Dana White. Is negotiating with Cyborg. Cyborg. And, like, he's cartoonishly evil. Okay? (laughs) Cartoonishly evil. And then, when they're laughing, him and his cronies, after they've screwed Cyborg out of money, uh, Jake Paul and his crew shows up, and Jake Paul says, What you hold on, you bald bitch? I think is what he calls him. If I'm not mistaken, a bald bitch, I think. Yeah, I can believe it. And then, for some reason, Antonio McKee... Good pull. ...is just there as part of the crew. And I'm like, who's is, is this for us? I, I thought about it. I'm like, it's just literally for me and Mark. Antonio McKee is there. Like, yeah. it's not even like you could call yourself a hardcore MMA fan at this point, And if you didn't know who Antonio McKee was, I might be, I'd be okay with it. I think like
1: yeah. you could be it's like, a deep pull. It's a, a deep pull. I mean, you might know him
2: as like AJ's dad, but like you're not gonna pick him out of maybe. Like Mike,
1: even then, you're pretty hardcore. Mike,
2: did you pick out Antonio McKee? Honestly. be honest.
1: I did not. Know.
2: Yeah, like that's a hard. That's a fucking like that's a tough one. Deep. I go. mean, but. And then, like Dana White's just getting his ass whooped in this video, while Jake Paul raps about him, and yeah, it had like a million views I saw in the first day, and I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is just everybody talking about how the UFC isn't paying their fighters. Um, I don't know what I mean. Well, I don't know how to analyze this, Mark. I'm in favor of everything this kid's doing right now. I'm hundred percent on board with this bullshit. I'm gonna call it bullshit because a lot of it is, but
1: yeah, man, do it. It, it it would be really interesting to see the internal machine of UFC and I was going to say Zufa, but Endeavor and, and really how they're reacting to this. Is this like any press is good press? This guy that has a lot of viewers is almost constantly talking about your product. Mm-hmm. Is it good even though it's in a negative light? Or is this something where they're kind of like, okay, like, I don't know. I, I'd be really interested to see some like internal meeting documents about like, how they how they plan to deal with this, even if they even are. And I imagine they're just like, we're just going to wait. I mean, at some point, he's going to get tired. There's only so many distracts he could make. There's only so much he could talk about this until even Jake Paul will lose interest. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how tenacious this kid is. You know, he's definitely, I mean, he's been talking about it for well over a year. We've talked about how it's in his own best interest to talk about this stuff, right? I mean, he he's trying to goad these people on his on the UFC payroll to you know challenge him in the ring to so for his own you know financial benefit to have these big fights, um, but you know how how long? Can I you guess keep the this up the diss
2: track is going to be turned into NFTs, and then all the money is going to go <laughs> sure. to is, is going to go to fighters. Is what he said today? I don't all know. Right. How. how
0: do how do you turn that into? I, don't I still on don't here. get NFTs. Well, my, company, been here. <laughs> my company's getting ready to sell NFTs. I don't get NFTs. I just I don't yeah, um, look, I saw him today. He, he,
2: Ariel was just like he's like, would you want to do MMA? And he's like, yeah, but you got to pay me. He says, you want twenty five, thirty five million dollars, which you think sounds like a crazy number. And they're like, well, he made twenty million in his last two boxing matches. Why the fuck wouldn't he ask for twenty five million to do MMA? Like, that's it. That's That's how it
0: works, right? Like, I, I don't know if that's how it works because. He's an adequate boxer with a little bit of power. No, and it doesn't matter YouTube if he wins or not. He's so you don't think these people are going to show up if, he, if they say Jake Paul's fighting at UFC. I think that's the only reason because he has that's YouTube the only reason following. any of them make
2: money. None of these people make money because they're good fighters, they make money because they draw. You could be 50 you know and over UFC
0: if nobody was watching, they wouldn't pay you. You know what? I apologize for about 30 seconds. I for some reason flipped back to. You should earn things because of merit. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> no, I I, honestly,
2: I don't think this isn't based on merit. If the whole point is to is to get people to watch this
1: fucking thing, he gets people to watch it. That's uh, I just who there has been no UFC fighter that's even come close to that kind of paycheck. So the real question Connor, is who to twenty million. People think in, he's like,
2: making around fifteen.
1: People I, think he's made fifty. Shocking. I'd be I would love to actually see the figures on that because he's making some percentage I mean, on it five. Like, yeah. like, I mean, no, but he wasn't, he wasn't even
2: he wasn't even talking to UFC because they were like, oh, cause like Eagle FC said they they reached out to him. Which I'm okay. like, Khabib's manager is Ali Abdulaziz. Nothing is true. And I'm gonna take the word of the YouTuber. YouTube kid's like, yeah, he didn't offer me anything. He says I'll fight Khabib if they want me to fight Khabib, but I you gotta pay me.
1: So, He'd love that fight. He weighs a good like forty pounds heavier than him. Uh, well, but I mean, but really, he, the question is: Okay, if he wants to do MMA, and he wants to garner that type of paycheck. And I'm guessing that's probably not with pay per view points, right? These boxers, when they're getting thirty clear, it's thirty clear. They they get that for and I, and maybe they make money on the back end on the pay per view too. Maybe they don't because no. Not I think I think the assumption so is
2: you pay me the money now. You'll make your money on the you get your promoter and the network will Who's get their money back. Who's
1: going to do that? What promoter is going to put thirty mil? No, I'm, I, I'm not even disagree a... with you, Bobby. Like, I think it no, was no, I'm saying it's going it was... to happen. I'm just saying this is the he's
2: almost it's it's, it's almost like it, it sounds ridiculous, but literally like he did it in boxing. Yeah. But, but there's
1: a precedent for that in boxing. There are boxers that make that much. There's yeah. no MMA. Well, I think I think the ever... idea is to set a precedent to change that. Yeah. yeah. And I just but I, I just I just question, like, what is the promoter? Maybe it's a Jake Paul promoter, right? Maybe he bets on himself. And he gets his own promotion or something and does it that way. And, and maybe that works. It's just – I'd be interested to see if it ever does come to fruition, how that works out. Who's going to – You
2: know the single most profitable UFC event is the one Conor fought – I mean it called a UFC event when Conor fought Floyd? Sure. yeah. That's
1: so the most money that, That's the most money is is the that UFC, made. A
0: UFC event? No, that's
2: the most money the UFC event made on a single event. Oh,
0: okay. Right. No, think
2: about that. The UFC still Connor got fifty million dollars or whatever the number was, and the UFC still made more money on that mm. than any other event they put on themselves. Which I think there's something there. Your your fighter got paid and you got paid, but yeah. look, I mean the kids, Here's the kids are talking. Look, you got to try to uh, parse out what the kids talking shit and somebody. Like this is Ariel asking him questions like, "What do you want to do with this? What do you want to do with that?" Um, and you got to parse out with like the actual like thing about fighter pay, which again, I don't know if he really cares. He Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Enough people just have to keep talking about this. You know? Promoters wouldn't be out here trying to stop commissions from releasing finan- releasing fighter pay, like payouts on events if this wasn't a problem. You know? This is an issue. This is a threat. The Francis Ngannou is a threat to this business model. Jake Paul's a threat to this business model. You know? it's Do people sign? I mean, we'll see what happens. But we got a year of this. We're gonna have an entire year of, of of Francis updates, guys. Because I mean, if they strip him, of, I mean, here's the thing: they they won't strip him of the title because if they strip him of his title, his contracts up. That's it. He gets to go home on medium. So that really how it goes? Like he's it, a champion. He's got, He's he's under a champion's clause right now. He's got no title fights left on his title, on his
0: contract. Ah, uh, no wonder. So he has to they fight. Can still either. do interim.
1: They can still yeah. do interim. And so we're gonna have an right, interim I- champion. We're gonna have a couple. They're going one's gonna win and they're gonna lose to somebody else? Yeah. I mean, at least that guy's gonna it's gonna get defended. At least once. I'm saying that uh, that's gonna be my prediction. You know, we're I was be interim heavyweight championship and it's gonna get defended. I, I forgot
2: who asked this question, but I was listening to the coming event podcast and someone I guess sent him a question saying like, is it not a problem that like the UFC's gonna have a heavyweight champion that isn't as good as Francis Ngannou, And we're gonna have a light and they have a light heavyweight champion who isn't as good as John Jones. And I don't know. They got a flyweight champion. Who is he better than? I mean, they didn't. He didn't beat Henry Cejudo. You know, they got a bantamweight champion that beat Henry Cejudo. At a certain point, like, you know what I mean? Like, does it matter?
1: Yeah, they've had weak champions before.
2: No, <laughs> be I mean that. this. Ma- I mean, I'm not saying the champion's even weak. he's just does. We. It's not even like. Oh, this guy's probably not the best. We're like, we know yeah, the best. He's but, right, sitting over that there.
1: Definitely happened before. We had yeah. DC is light heavy, heavyweight champion. There's been a slew of heavyweight champions where it's like you know, this guy's clearly not the best. Like Fedor's out there. He's yeah, but that, I mean, I'm talking in like this better. era where the sport's getting
2: attention. I mean, DC is one definitely, thing. Maybe the the maybe champion's not. under suspension. I mean, that's one thing. DC. I mean, we we you saw Glover get Glover got his ass beat like ten years ago by John Jones. Okay, it was like ten years ago. I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, doesn't matter. I guess I'm under the impression they're supposed to have the best fighters in the world. Yeah, well. They just have the most. They put on the most of it. <laughs>
1: they want you to think that. That's for sure.
2: They're just doing like the fast forward fast forward version of being WWE, man. This is interesting. Just, <laughs> just running through the history quick. Um. All right. This fight this weekend with Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the weird video of Sean Strickland talking, showing us his house um it's like two and a half minute version of a shitty version of cribs where he's like these are my guns this is the gun i take out if i gotta check the mail might have to shoot a crackhead uh this is the gun where if i go to a sketchy neighborhood it's got you know more firepower
0: (laughs) so what you're saying is that i really need to watch this video no you're good it's fine you're not
2: missing much i mean the the one part that almost annoyed me was just like he's like this is my toilet the flap the thing's broken the flusher's broken so he's like i gotta lift the bowl the thing on the back and pull the chain to make it flush
0: Well, we've all been there before yeah
2: no here's the thing mike i mean i i saw a lot of people complaining i feel everybody in their 30s is just like yo, this is this is ten dollars this is five minutes of work and ten dollars at home depot and like i'm like look
0: the only thing i know how to fix is toilets okay (laughs) maybe maybe 10 minutes of work if you just can't get that like that, like, little chain thing just yeah. right. And maybe you got to, like, cut off a few of the things. Oh, you're so like, I got to move it or it's, something? Like, yeah. just hard enough. Too much slack, or, like, not, not enough slack. Tight, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. So maybe 10 minutes of work at most. I'm just saying, I mean, like, I saw that part. I'm like, okay, you can fix that.
1: Like, well, come on, man. Yeah, Bobby. I mean, this is – he gets to show whatever he wants in his house. This was obviously know, just, his I, way. I don't I, know. I, he might be crazy and he, this whole thing, but,
2: like, I, I – he really plays it up.
0: I feel yeah. – I feel if you have the ability to kill someone with your feet and and hands, you should be able to fix a toilet.
1: I don't know. I just like you guys guys are missing the point. The point is that's him being relatable. That's him saying, look at I just like you. My shitter doesn't work like the rest of you two. If you're in your 30s, if if you're in your thirties, you're going to crib and saying, hey, 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 Ice Cube flush that toilet let right. me see how that thing flushes okay if he's giving a house tour, he could show anything he wants he knew his toilet was broken he's like you know what this would be to... a funny bit a relatable bit i'll yeah. show you oh man i thought you're relatable this this you just talked about how you know how to fix it we all just talked yeah, about it. yeah but how like you know i mean no I, my exactly. mind was a like problem for half
0: him. a day <laughs> what the... we're judging
2: him that he has a shitty look, toilet. okay look, this is i just i don't know i'm not i mean he's a good fighter was he 21 and three i think um, I'm not talking about his fighting. He's about a really story. good fighter, but yeah, I don't know. I think like a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I thought people like. I mean, I don't like the guy putting up a front, but he's a good fighter. He's fighting Jack Hermanson. He's a I think a minus two hundred favorite. Maybe. Um, does anybody have that in front of them?
0: Yes, Sean Strickland is a minus two ten favorite.
2: Yeah, I'll take him. Hermanson's like what plus six one sixty one fifty ish
0: plus 175
2: on yeah DraftKings. I'm, I'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take
1: strickland mark what do you got yeah same you know uh looking through the record you know trying to look at like eh, how's he do against wrestlers he lost against uzman but he can't hold that against anybody so and, and I mean, he, he wrestles himself too he'll wrestle himself too yeah so. I, mean, I mostly known him for his hands so I, I, that's kind of what i'm anticipating but yeah he's a great fighter i mean and you can talk about it if you don't like his shtick. No, no, he's a great like, fighter.
2: He's he's getting, he's marching his way to a title shot here,
1: but I just think he's,
2: I don't, the shtick for me is starting to, it was funny but, at first. I mean, first, sometimes, but. I
1: mean, look, it it's like, you can play a character and you don't like that. We've seen the reality of a lot of these fighters. I don't like that either. It's like, either way, it's hard to be likable. <laughs> look, I don't spoil. blame him.
2: Go for it. It's just not doing anything for Yeah. Me. I mean, like. look, he,
1: he, you have to differentiate yourself. And if it is just being a fucking weirdo jackass, it's like. Is yeah, this all I Chael's agree. fault? Honest question, Maybe. is this
2: Chael's fault? All this, uh, everything since then? Is this all because, like, we got a guy He who just
1: couldn't... showed the system to people. He just showed that, like, look it, without being some type of caricature, winning fights is not enough. By you the know, way... Even some exciting fights. Shout out to Chael son
2: and folks. Because when he got arrested, I remember John Jones made some shit up about Chael getting arrested for hitting a woman. No. And that what happened was, people were, t- were talking shit to Chael's wife... And Chael defended his wife and dished out five ass kickings. Okay? That's right. I say five five because there were five charges and all of them were dropped. So fucking undefeated and undisputed still, huh, man? Chael, hero. You know, he got a a money laundering charge from like 15 years ago. We put that aside. But, you know. Wait, for real? Yeah. (laughs) real estate or something, right? Some real estate scam. Okay, real estate is a scam, man. I'm trying to buy a house now for two months. Crime. Yeah, fuck that. Oh okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, did not hear anything from John Jones apologizing for that one? I guess. Um, man, does John Jones just see his money disappearing when Francis leaving? Like, is that is John Jones just seeing the check leave? Is that what's going on here now?
1: <laughs> well, Dana's all about it now. Dana talks like, oh yeah. Francis and John Jones—that's the next fight to make. And it's like, well, yeah, you were supposed to make it for this one, and you didn't want to do I, it. I then. do like
2: people saying, like, okay, we're gonna have to do Jones and Stepe. I'm like, well, Stepe hasn't fought since he lost his title. What is Stepe? Is anybody okay with this fucking promotion? Like, what's the relationship there? I would, by the way, I'd love to see Stepe versus John Jones. I'm not sure John Jones wins that fight. I'm not sure
1: John Jones, Jones wins that fight. at all is interesting.
2: Give me John Jones and Black Beast. Let's see what happens there. You know. What is not Ty Vasa's out there? You know, beat up Greg Hardy. You know, Taito kid could also beat up another woman. Beat beats up John Jones. That'd be like, oh, that'll work. That'll work. He can be just you know, slaying the evil. This is the
1: longest ta- tangent in between picking fights, Mike. Can tell yeah, I
2: was gonna, gonna say that. Mike, I was him. part of me wanted if Mike didn't
0: pick this fight now, but Mike's gonna pick he Strickland.
1: He did it. He did. We just wanted to completely. Go ahead, Mike. You right went on it. such a tangent. I was
0: starting to wonder: Did I end up saying I'm picking Strickland or not? I don't. I,
1: think we I don't all know if I had.
2: <laughs> Look, I mean,
0: yeah. Uh, what, what are so, our standings right now?
2: By the way, i um, you make your pick. I'm
0: picking Strickland. Uh, the favorite mm-hmm. is uh, Sean Strickland. And to give you an update, very early update after one month of uh, of 2022 being done. Yeah. Uh, right. Bobby and I are three and two. DJ Mark is two and three, and Chalk
1: is also two and three.
2: All right. I'm better, Marge, I'm barely better than just picking the favorite.
1: I mean, honestly, the real telling sign there is we're a month in. We picked five, five fights. fights. And there was a pay-per-view and in there. Does, does anyone <laughs> wonder why Stefan left the podcast? It's like, yeah, it's it's a dead zone out here. Yo, they put out a pay-per-view, and we looked at the pay-per-view and said, no, yeah. we're picking two fights.
2: We're picking two fights.
1: Yeah, yeah. they- we miss I mean, you, buddy. Yeah, let me it feel better yourself. about
2: this. Let me look at next week, how many we're picking next week real quickly before we put a close. We we shut down the MMA talk 30 minutes into the podcast. Um, all right, here we go. Um, the champ, Izzy versus Whitaker. We're going to pick that. Um, co-main event. There's only one title fight. Okay. Co-main event. Um, tai Toivasa versus Derek Lewis. We're definitely picking that.
0: All
2: right. And right now in my head, I don't know where I'm going with it. Um Middleweight: Jared Cannonier, Derek Brunson. That's interesting. I don't want to go with that one either. Um, Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. Okay, we're probably not picking that one unless I figure out who you know Marcelo Rojo is. Correct. Between. Bobby Green versus Nasrat ha- Haxbaret. We might. We probably pick that one. Bobby Green been doing stuff, and Nasrat's had enough UFC fights. Okay, four at least. Is it Roxanne? This is her final fight. She said, "I think so. Maybe yeah. we pick. Maybe we all pick Roxanne to win, and then we'd be sad if she loses and retires at once, guys." Okay, this is better. This is like a fifteen-fight card, too, man. Alexander her, Alexander Hernandez versus Hanato Muaykano's on the like early prelims, and I think that might be better than most of these fights that I've mentioned so far. That actually sounds like a good fight. So,
1: mm-hmm. could be.
2: Um. All right. So. Yeah, Jake Paul's calling Dana White a bald bitch. I hope Antonio Mickey got a check for being in that music video. Let's do stuff we like, which mine is going to mm-hmm. consist a lot of wrestling talk. And Mike probably is going to join me for much of that wrestling talk. Um, let's go with Mark first, though.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think I mentioned it last week, and that was on me. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina, the animated series on Amazon Prime. That's based off of the first campaign of Critical Role. Um, just started last Friday.
0: Very they're good.
1: doing. Th- oh, you saw it. Nice. Yeah. Um, they're doing three episodes a week. There's going to be twelve episodes, so four, like basically a month worth. And uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, having watched that season, I don't actually the first two episodes. I don't even remember that arc. Um, at all, but I do the main arc that the show is going to be following is um them going after the Briarwoods, which I I did remember episode three. I remembered vividly watching those sessions um so that was really fun to have watched to kind of see the path that that show has taken over the course of you know probably the last decade or so um to see them now get their stories told in a more you know formatted way um and to have watched the sessions and then see how they animated them and you know the adjustments they made and stuff like that uh i really enjoyed the show you know i think Fantasy and comedy has been a trope that has been very difficult to pull off. I, I don't think a lot of projects have really done it adequately. And I think, you know, even when I was thinking about this earlier this week, I can only think of like Monty Python as, and the Holy Grail as really one of those pillars to really nail it well. Um, I think Box Market does, does a good job. I think the show is really fun. It's entertaining. It's not genre defying, kind of like maybe I was hoping it would be. It's not, you know, earth shattering. But it is a very fun tale, and I think it definitely falls into Prime's kind of niche of um, adult animation, like they did with Invincible. You know, they're not shy about showing nudity, showing violence, showing gore, um, foul language. You know, this stuff's all on the table, um, and, and rightfully so. It kind of needed to be. You know, I was watching an interview, l- read an interview with um, the people of Critical Role, and said, you know, and they were shopping this around some of the other streaming services wanted them to take more of like a kids friendly aspect, but that would not be true to the sessions they had. You know, it's, it's a bunch of adults playing D and D and you know, they do adult things like, you know, have sex and, you know, drink booze and get drunk and do drugs and stuff like that. And it would be inadequate to the show to try to alter that for a different audience. So I think it stays very true to the product as a whole. And it's been a very fun show. I would definitely recommend it. Um, And I feel like, like I was talking about, fantasy and comedy is a tough combination that many have tried and failed. Um, and they do a very good job of it. I, I think the show succeeds way more than it fails. And wh- my one nitpick is really going to be... Um, they showed this early on. Their opening sequence, while I think animated great and and that aspect is great, their song feels really muted. Um, and that feels so weird coming from the sessions because they wrote multiple different songs for Critical Role, and all those things, was the kids say, like, clap, whatever the, the adjective is. Slap. For, slap, slap. Oh, Martin. see, I was not even close for what it is, but, like, those songs get you hyped. Like, I, many times watching Critical Role, I'll get super, sorry, my dogs are going nuts in the background. <sighs> um, those songs would get me super excited to watch the sessions and to see them finally have a chance to do, like, this more, you know, serialized show of of what they've done and to see that part really fall off just seemed weird and it's not even like the song's bad there's no lyrics it's all instrumental and it just doesn't build it, it does it feels very monotone and i remember they showed the opening sequence like a couple months before the show came out and i even told christine like i think they purposely weren't playing the real song and they're, that's going to be a surprise when the show comes out Because their theme songs have been so good. And they couldn't really reuse the ones they did for the sessions because they talked about it being Thursday night and playing D&D and stuff like that. So I wasn't surprised. But I was just surprised they didn't write a new one that just fucking nailed it out of the park. So that's my only disappointment. Otherwise, I think the show's been really good. Um, Outside of that, gaming-wise, still playing Deep Rock Galactic. Loving it. Uh, I think last week I talked about picking up Windjammers 2. And I've been getting better at that. And that's been really enjoyable. Uh, And lastly... I wanted to mention and I'll probably have more updates to this when, you know, the channel comes to more fruition, but uh, my wife Christine in the last like 3 weeks to a month has been very proactive and wanting to start a a joint YouTube channel together. She does art. Uh, I've been talking about doing videos about video games and what have you and she's really been pushing it and we started filming stuff and I started editing, which I haven't edited video in a really long time and so just just yesterday I started editing some stuff she did and I really enjoy that. I remember in college really liking video editing. It's really fun to get a raw piece of footage and just kind of start cutting it up to make it just What are you using to edit? you know, sorry. What are you using to edit? Uh it's called Lightworks I think. Okay. It a, yeah, it's a free software. We basically looked up like what free software could we use. We're not trying to do anything crazy. Um and we'll kind of see what comes of it all, but it's been fun just even messing with this first time, just kind of getting in the groove. and And it's a lot of relearning stuff and just figuring out a new, you know, software suite and not knowing, you know, what all the buttons do and watching YouTube tutorials. But when you're in kind of the flow of watching and being like, okay, I can cut this down and make this, you know, kind of you know go a little smoother or what have you, it's been really fun. Um, messing with songs and audio <laughs> has been much more difficult. Like I am not a DJ, so we have like. A 40 second song we're trying to use and it's like okay this video is like four minutes long i gotta loop this thing and my loops have not been seamless they're very Wait, up, how are you up, using the how are you using the music uh we're we're downloading music from i think it's called upbeat music oh. or something they let you get you get it down 10, 10 tracks a month and then you know if you just put if you credit them in the the youtube oh, I gotcha. thing that they, they won't strike you or whatever that's so they say um but yeah just messing with that stuff's been really fun um video editing is not very hard it is really just learning the basics and then just watching the same shit I'm just being like yep. okay this doesn't look quite right how can i make it smoother or better and I, I find that really enjoyable so it's been fun to get back into that and obviously when we get the channel kind of up and running i'll have more updates on that but it's been fun kind of messing with that stuff so yeah that's what i like this week yeah,
2: yeah be sure to follow it an amazing social channels so because once mark tells us the channel is live we'll be sure to you know
1: sure sure indeed
2: put it all up there um i think you're going to talk about uh, play sony buying uh what's it called today what bro uh yeah and i
1: think last week it was after the show that uh microsoft bought activision uh th- this is big news in the gaming sphere but personally there wasn't a lot in the activision catalog that i was super tied to like i'll play a call of duty every 5 years so you know it's going to suck that's not around um, and then I've played, you know, uh, and what Bobby's referring to, Sony just bought Bungie today um, for $3.6 billion, I believe. And I played Destiny 1 and 2, and they're fine. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, what kind of irks me was the acquisitions Sony had been making didn't really hurt people that much. Because a lot of the companies they ended up buying... They were already making exclusive games for Sony for years, so when they finally just picked them up, it was like, okay, that just makes sense. Like Insomniac has been making so- PlayStation exclusive games forever, so now that they're just an official PlayStation, you know, developer or their own biome, it's like, okay, that's kind of more par for the course. Same thing with Blue Point. Um, And some of the other acquisitions they had, like these guys were just making exclusive games already for Sony. So what kind of sucks is where it's like they take a big third party publisher like Activision or um, God, who are the guys before that? Why am I blanking on them? Uh, Bethesda. It's like these were big third party companies. They made, you know, Elder Scrolls, you know, jokingly is I mean, Skyrim's on literally everything, you know, so now. To have them buy those companies and honestly you know within some time probably be completely xbox and pc exclusive kind of hurts for people that may have only bought a switch or bought a playstation so a lot of people are talking about after the activision acquisition like oh maybe you know if sony wants to really get back they need to buy capcom or square and you know as a person that has sony products okay. and then i'm a big sony fan like it would be like, oh, those acquisitions, I love their games, and it'd be, you know, it wouldn't hurt me if they were exclusive. But it's like, those games are too big. I don't want them to only be on PlayStation. I want them to be on Nintendo and Xbox. Like it, it kind of sucked that Street Fighter V was a console exclusive. Now, a lot of people didn't like Street Fighter V when it first came out, so no one really gave a shit. But it, it would be kind of shitty to be like, yeah, you can't play the new Resident Evil game because it's it's only on PlayStation. So I'm I'm glad it didn't go that way. And again with the Bungie acquisition, it was part of the process that Bungie's still independent and they're still going to put stuff on Xbox. So like really nothing's changing on that front except now Sony is going to have Bungie's tech. And I guess that's that's really what they said like Good Microsoft at, at committed to what two two years of Call of Duty, basically at uh, least the basically, Yeah, and this happened with a couple games with Bethesda too. It's like when you announce a game's coming on a system, it's kind of hard to. I mean, well, you also have yeah, probably whatever contracts under exactly yeah. Too. So Activision, I think they said this next year, which I think they're redoing Modern Warfare or rebooting it or some shit. I mean, they already did that. You know, it's um, really and interesting. then the one after will also be PlayStation, and then from there it's like who knows. And it's really it's
2: interesting, uh, Microsoft's just business model in general what they're doing these days i don't know it's interesting they're making good moves and they're making it for a while they let i mean they let google and everybody kind of pass them in the space they were in it felt like like i swear if it wasn't for microsoft office i'm not sure how you know i mean i don't know everybody else is making an operating system everything's web-based too they got they're finding ways to adapt though it's interesting um all right, um, I'm just gonna I talk about wrestling, Mike. You want to go first?
0: Yeah, I want to go first. But just a quick thing, I feel kind of bad for Microsoft. I mean, I haven't owned the Xbox since the 360, um, so it doesn't really affect me. That yeah, I mean, it affects me, I guess, in a positive way or no way at all. That you know, Sony's you know b- bought up Bungie and Call of Duty and all that shit. Call of Duty is of bad. What, Microsoft bought Call of Duty and Activision. Yeah. Microsoft oh, well, right, that really doesn't affect me because I don't give a shit about Call of Duty. But, you know, it, it kind of sucks for the people that, you know, like, they only have one of the, the types of systems and, you know, maybe you're a Sony guy, but you really love Call of Duty and now you can't play that. Everything should so, just come out to PC. That. Just move on, go back it to It does. PC. It
1: pretty much does. PC is the one place you can... Hey,
2: um, did anybody watch the Halo trailer?
1: No. I didn't.
2: I saw a little bit of it. I was just like, I'm, I'm not a, you know... I've never been a Halo guy. I'm the guy who bought the first Xbox. They they gave you Halo, but they also gave you a Fusion Frenzy demo that I played the shit out of. Fusion Frenzy of was a shit. Fusion Frenzy is like top five Xbox game for me, bro. All right, it's, it's uh,
0: Halo was number one Xbox game, so you so probably should have played Halo. I wasn't. I'm, that's not, my, I'm not a big first person
2: shooter guy. So, um, uh, but um, is I, that so Amazon? What? What's it coming out? What's it coming out on Paramount? Paramount. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I got you know what? Honestly, you got to put on fucking original content. So, props. That's the only way you get your streaming service to work. Because someone who currently has Peacock for the next twenty eight days, you know, there's nothing I want to watch on there. Maybe I'll watch a psych movie eventually.
0: Well, I I pay for Peacock mainly because I'm I forget to get rid of it. But you know, so whatever. Whenever That's we want
2: to, whenever we want to watch a pay per view, and I gotta get it, I literally sign up for it, and then immediately I hit cancel. So that, like, it just says, oh, it's going to expire in 30 days. And I'm like, all right, we're good to go. So essentially um, you're paying $5 for
0: uh, WWE pay-per-views.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the other one, right? Uh, the other one's in, like, three weeks. I'm going to pick up that yeah, one. Just sure. uh, awesome for you. go
0: ahead, buddy. Uh, So quick thing for me this week. Uh, Do you guys remember a movie called uh, Live, Die, Repeat? Then it was called Edge of Tomorrow starring yeah. uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I never saw mm-hmm. it, but yeah. I know well, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching that movie, uh, Bobby. Um, Tom Cruise is uh, nuttier than squirrel shit, uh, but that movie is really fucking good,
2: bro. You're and talking t- about you're talking about a guy who, like, a couple months ago, I was like, I'm watching three Mission Impossible movies this weekend. Fuck it, like, that's me. I- it, I'll- it- I will separate the art from the artist sometimes, okay? (laughs) It
0: is an extremely underrated movie. I think it's because of the name Edge of Tomorrow. That is a stupid name. They should have kept it live, die, repeat.
2: I've only heard really
0: good things from anybody who saw it. They all thought it was fucking great. However, that is not my stuff I like this week. Uh, The reason why I bring that up is because uh, what you may not know is that I'm calling it live, die, repeat. Live, die, repeat was based off of a Japanese manga called... uh, uh all you need is kill. And I finally actually found the manga and I started reading it uh, a couple of days ago. Mark has a look on his face like, oh man, like No, I I remembered something that I was gonna talk about. I'll save it for next week.
1: All right, it's cool, golden.
0: Cool. Uh so I just started reading the the manga that the movie was based off of. Um I was, very similar premise uh but as you can imagine the source material is very good as well and i already love reading manga so it's right up my alley so if you have a viz media membership which i mean who does uh but that would be the place where you could read uh all you need is kill uh, bonus if you have a viz media membership uh you can also read the latest uh uh, Naruto mangas and all of the different mangas that come out every week in Japan. So, all you need is kill if you're a manga guy.
2: Mark, what you what you want to say? Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Okay, I feel bad because no point in saving is... it until next week. Wait, wait, Blow it. Wait, wait, oh. it right yeah. now. I, and I, I should have. I was gonna send you guys the link, and I'll have to send it to you after. So now it's just gonna sound like a fucking fever dream. But there was. In the mid '90s, on pay-per-view, right around the time UFC was happening, there was this other promotion that would randomly have these little hour events going on. And I remember I loved them as a kid, and I couldn't fucking remember what they were called. Like forever, I kept trying to think about what it was called. And just this past weekend, I finally found a, a YouTube video. I had it one of the full events. It's called Fight Zone. And this thing is the fucking most 90s crazy bullshit, but it's so fucking good. It's basically a mashup between pro wrestling, underground street fights, and UFC. And it's basically trying to like market off of like, it's basically, it, I mean, they, they saw the UFC success and was like, what if we had fights that were kind of more like blood sport, were fixed, but. you you know, we knew they'd be more entertaining. These guys are more charismatic. So, I mean, there's just so many I I was so sure you were
2: going to talk about Battle Dome, by the way, when you first started talking. I'm like, he's going to talk about Battle Dome.
1: I don't remember which one Battle Dome is. That was the
2: one on UPN.
1: Okay. I'll tell you right now, Fight Zone is a billion times better. Fight Zone, I remember as a kid, I liked it more than watching the UFC. I was like, UFC is cool, but Fight Zone is just like, it's everything's 90s wrapped into one final thing. So, I mean, what I loved about it was... They have two announcers. This is obviously like a, a Hollywood production. It's all the fighters are either pro wrestlers or stuntmen. And what really kind of cracked me up is like, they must have had rehearsals for this stuff because there's way too much shit going on not to have like had a practice run. There is no script for these guys whatsoever. Everything's completely ad-libbed. Um, one one of the commentators is like the straight man. He's got his tie and suit on. This other guy is basically like this poly Shore looking guy. And the guy says like, This guy just loves violence, don't you, Hank? Like, you just love seeing bloodshed. He's like, I do, Mike. I really love seeing fights. Underground's like my favorite thing. So then they cut to the fighters have a little promo, which is like every character's got a fucking backstory. This one guy, Piranha... Oh, when I was 15, I left home because like, you know, my family was really bad. And I joined the merchant Marines. I traveled around, went to Asia and I learned the ancient style of whatever fucking martial art he has. And now he owns a biker bar and he loves piranhas because they go into a feeding frenzy. And that's like me when I'm in a fight, I just go crazy. And they have like these elaborate fucking fights. I remember as a kid thinking it was real. Only because these guys would get like, they do. I mean, it's all, it's obviously so fake now, but at 10 years old, I'm like, I think this might be real because they actually bleed. And it was like, they have a bloody nose. They got some blood coming out of their mouth. They got a blood. They have like a cut on this, on the top of their uh, eyebrow or something. I was like, I think this might be real. But like, other crazy bullshit is they have, there's probably like 15, biker chicks like all in these skimpy bikinis they probably get the most exercise out of anyone in the event because every every time the match starts they have to run out to the crowd everyone in the crowd is completely paid it's this weird mix of like biker dudes and scuzzy looking guys and everyone's always like yeah yeah fight zone they have 20 like asian drums and all these like and usually there's two asian like two dudes drumming to each drum And all the guys that are like the like martial arts looking guys look bored out of their mind as they're drumming. But then they got one guy on the big drum. It's this out of shape white dude who's got like the radiation tattoo and he's drumming the shit out of this thing. He's so fucking excited. They got a huge gong. The ref, the announcer who announces the fights, he's wearing a flap jacket for whatever reason. He's afraid he's going to get shot. The referee is in a full uh, riot gear. And has a cattle prod for whatever reason because it just it just everything screams extreme nineties, uh, and I fucking love it. And even watching it now at thirty five, I was just like, this is still great. At the end of the show, they're like, look, it you can call in to pick who our champion's gonna be, and he doesn't even have to win. You could whoever you like the most will be the champion alright you like this guy but he got his ass kicked who cares call the 1-800 number and vote for the Irish assassin and he'll be our champion it's just it's the most extreme weird bullshit and it was so fun to finally find it and be like this thing existed and then to see all the comments underneath like I can't believe I finally found this I love this shit as a kid and I guess it had some like it got like uh, sanctioned not sanctioned but like um, serialized in Russia because a bunch of Russian people are like oh man this thing's huge in russia like it would play every saturday and we fucking loved it and i was like why wouldn't you what who couldn't love this it's the craziest bullshit i've ever seen it is really fun um i'll put a link up in um our chat because you guys have to see it to believe it but yeah i just saw that and i was just like oh my god i love it and i tried looking up more of it like who ran it how did this get organized there's nothing the internet full of knowledge on all the most obscure things you can't find shit about fight zone cuz it came and went and no one knows anything about it but it is fantastic and i if will you look up fight zone you get some because. uk thing right now yes it is I, I will show you the link it is bananas but yes sorry i, I was going to save that tangent for next Man, week we should but
2: we, 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 we should we let mark end with that my my going to be, be pretty nah, yeah, home stuff, of that. lots of wrestling.
0: i don't know i mean i don't know how much uh i mean wrestling you're really going to talk about it wasn't really that it wasn't that good this well weekend. okay i mean i'm gonna talk about the most important thing that happened
2: Danhausen is all elite folks all right now mike doesn't understand dan Housen yet so he's giving a weird look but this is like mike's gonna realize how cool Danhausen is in about three weeks and he's gonna be like okay i get it now all right this is a man who's built he got a million views already on his debut right and like he's managed entirely been popular because of the internet um, The best description that his character has been given is the one he gave Conan O'Brien. Because, yes, Dan Housen was on the Conan O'Brien podcast. Um, and you can find this video on YouTube. Uh, it's about four minutes long, where he's pretty much explaining Dan Housen to Conan O'Brien. And it's basically the character is, if Conan O'Brien was possessed by a demon. Um, He... Has supernatural powers, but not really. He says Housen with everything. It's kind of those things where me describing it isn't going to be as good as you seeing it. But, you know, he debuted. He cursed Adam Cole and left. And the curse worked because Adam Cole lost. So, well done, fucking Dan Housen. Um, he's uh, he's going to be a, a big star. He's very Orange Cassidy type of gimmick, you know, where the audience really has to buy into it. But I think, I mean, he's fucking killed it so far on Dindy, so it should be good. All right, the Royal Rumble. Um, Well, it wasn't good, Mike. I think that's a fair description of the show, right? Uh, Yes,
0: that is a very fair description.
2: Okay, show started. They're like, it's going to be Seth Rollins versus no Roman Reigns, right? Seth Rollins is just playing a troll, okay? But a babyface. So Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Had a, I thought the match was really good, Mike. Honestly, yeah. I thought they had a really good match. And then they had a DQ fuck finish, um, and uh, the crowd didn't like it. So that really was where the match, the, the night, fucking, you know, started going downhill. Then they had the women's rumble, which we all wondered how is this rumble going to work because WWE has fired so many women. And the answer was half this rumble is women that don't work for the company anymore, bunch of legends. Mark, you would have Bunch
0: ton of legends.
2: This was this was this rumble was just legend after legend is loose term for some of these women. Sorry. Um, the highlight of the match, in my opinion, of the women's rumble was when Ivory came out, and Marcus Ivory came out in her right to censor gear. Okay, she came out with the <laughs> microphone. Okay. okay, scolding people. She was scolding Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley picked her up. And threw her out. The whole time, Ivory's still talking, and that was the peak for me. Um, I guess the one cool thing for some people was that they had Mickey James on the show, even though and Mickey James was able to come out while holding her Impact World Title. Um, people thought this was maybe WWE doing the whole Forbidden Door thing. Mike, they just don't have enough women. It's not that complicated. Like, and Mickey answered the answered the phone, right? <laughs> um, Ronda Rousey came out number twenty eight. Those so of mad. us those of us who bet on the Rumble Damn. and had number 28 like me, we're feeling really good right there because Rhonda won the Rumble. Um props to a woman showing up to do this four months after she had a kid. Which is fucking impressive. Um they kind of set up Rhonda versus Charlotte, which I, I think somebody wants to see, presumably. Um Yeah, um, Then Becky Lynch faced a grown woman named Do Do Drop, and I don't know, I don't remember what happened.
0: In in fairness to Becky Lynch and Do Drop, the crowd was basically out of this match. It could have been because of the Women's Royal Rumble, Uh or it could have been that the WrestleMania sign was melting. In that section, That's and they true. had to uh, they had to evacuate that section, lower the sign, put Jesus. the fire out, or like put the mountain. Yeah, Marcus, out. you know they have the WrestleMania sign they all point to. They all of this, to. All of to this happening while the match is going on.
2: That's true. They lit fire. But by the way, it lit fire again when they set it off again when Brock won. you hear about that. The match. they got fired
0: at that. At that point, people were leaving. So yeah.
2: Um. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I was having a pretty good time with this. This match in general. This is a big Hoss fight. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely. The turn at the end, I don't think was all that surprising with uh, Heyman. Um, yeah, those so, people are half so, paying so, attention. So is Heyman, is
0: Heyman with Roman again now? I think so. Like,
2: okay. Yeah, so uh, Roman cost Brock the title. So everybody who's watching the show is like, oh, my God, Brock's just going to show up in the Rumble and win the Rumble. And people who were optimistic are like, no, they wouldn't do that. Hold on. Um, then they had Edge and his wife take on the Miz and his wife. That was a bit reductive. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. Um, I was distracted by Maurice the entirety of this match. the woman was wrestling in lingerie. I'm not this isn't me being pervy. The woman was wrestling in lingerie and it was distracting.
0: I don't know I what going- you're talking about, man. I I I Mike what athletic- what what happened in the match? Uh how did they, how did they
2: win? pinfall duh okay well what was the what was the finishing move how did did they beat
0: her it was a double glam bomb or whatever the fuck her finisher is called
2: okay the fact you got the name of the finisher wrong i'm gonna assume you just read this somewhere it is glam bomb right (laughs) Or some shit like that glam slam i think it's it's a glam slam okay i wasn't that far off all right um all right uh men's royal rumble it's fine and then shane mcmahon got in it for some reason and then there was like seven people in the ring and then Brock Lesnar came out at 30, and then two minutes 30 seconds later, nobody was in the ring but Brock. Uh it wasn't good. They didn't need to do that. Um apparently Matt Riddle was the first was the initial guy who was supposed to win the rumble. Which that would have been real cool. Let's make a guy. As Stefan was complaining, they didn't do that. So people are saying it's the worst rumble ever have really are really short sighted though. There was those rumbles where the crowd almost started a riot when Roman won. So that was pretty bad. In like fifteen, in like
0: well, twenty fifteen. That's what I mean, all right. But I think that's because people don't like Roman. I mean, they 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 try. Mike
2: Mike, yeah. Peacock twenty fifteen Royal Rumble twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen Royal Rumble are required viewing to watch. The crowd just turn on the entire fucking thing. They've they've had to edit it to get rid of all the booze. Um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. I'm pretty excited for MJF and CM Punk on Wednesday though. I think mean, that's gonna be good. Um, and then what is it the week after that is Hangman versus Lance Archer Texas Deathmatch
0: I'm on board for that too so.
2: I like that I like Lance Archer getting back on TV after the last time we saw him he did that moonsault from the top rope and landed right on top of his head we all thought he was dead so it's good that he's not Um, yeah this is a fairly uneventful podcast except for the part where Mark talked about Fight Zone I'll be honest we're going to, we're gonna have, to we're gonna have to put links to Fight Zone on the fucking you, social you media, You guys watch
1: Fight Zone, and next week you'll be like, oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to have to put
2: links to this on social media, guys. This, this is, is, is to great in all, like,
1: the worst way. It's Like, look, it, it's, it's, it's great because of how bad and mm. dated it is, but it is just like... And then you got to read the comments and, like, look at all the... Oh, there's so many... I where don't did you find this? Everything. I found... I don't even remember. I, like, I where is this link, to? Found it, it, well, the, it's a YouTube. So okay. Someone posted a full... The full hour event, and I was like, I need to find more. There has to be more here, and I can only find little snippets of clips. Um, God, I, I'd love to find the rest of it. I guess it was this also is like called when we, this Future is like when Fight. we
2: found uh, Small Town Street Fight. This is like when we found yeah. that on YouTube one day. What a yeah, day that was! I mean,
1: and I wrote in the chat like this rivals it it's not better than that because nothing's better than small town street fight if you know what we're talking about look in the annals of it's you will find yeah we, 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 we did a choices gem we did a commentary we did a
2: commentary piece we did a we did a we did a fight companion, yeah, basically for a small town. The
1: only, fight. the only thing we've seen in our inception of this podcast that was worthy of doing a, a fight <laughs> commentary <laughs> on, um, and that thing, and I was, and I wrote it in the chat like it rival. It's not as good as that. It, nothing, because nothing's as good as that. Because that thing was a fucking gem that can never be recreated or uh, topped. But fight zone comes pretty fucking close. And then read the comments because you know then you see everyone ratting on it. It's just so fun. But yeah, sorry.
2: All right. Um. Well, we'll be back next week, guys. Um. I can't promise we're all going to watch Sean Sprickland versus Jack Hermanson, but I can promise we'll we'll see the highlights.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll know the results. We'll, we'll tell know you we'll know who, won. who won.
2: We'll tell you who won. Okay, you know that that, that we can promise you. Um, all right, boys and girls. Um, well, that was Doctor Law. That was DJ Mark, and that was Lavender Gooms. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast, and uh, we hope you'll be better next week. <laughs> that's the good It has to be, God. Fuck. Um, All right. Peace out.
0: See ya. Peace.